بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا فما بعد My brothers and sisters Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created us all human beings and he defined the purpose the reason why he created us and he said wa ma khalaqtul jinna wal insa illa liya'budun which means Allah said i have not created the human the human beings the jinn and the human beings for anything other than my worship now in order to do this worship in order to fulfill this purpose of creation because obviously the ayat is very clear uh, it is not allegorical it is absolutely clear allah said i have not created you for anything other than my worship which means that if we do anything which is not worship of allah then we are doing something wrong right we are doing something which is not the purpose of our creation now in order to make therefore to make this possible allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent us this deen called islam right and about that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said al yawma akmaltu lakum deenakum wa atmamtu alaykum ni'mati wa raditu lakum al islam deena allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said which means this day i have completed my blessing on you and i have completed this religion and i have chosen islam as your deen right Now the problem that we have today and not just today but for practically the last maybe 2 300 years or more is that we have separated this deen we have divided it up according to our wish we have taken personal acts of worship like salah for example and we have separated them and the rest of the of our life we believe that we can live it any way we like right so salah we come for to worship allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we come to the masjid or we pray at home or wherever we pray uh, ramadan in ramadan we fast in ramadan we all get together for tarawih and qiyam al-layl and so on and then for eid and you know the rest of the stuff we go for umrah and hajj but when it comes to our business then we deal in whatever we like halal haram makes no difference somebody says why are you buying and selling this thing is haram i want to build a house what do i do i go to a bank take an interest based loan write my name in the list of enemies of allah no problem i need a house here you need a house here what about the jannah not my issue who i want to marry how i want to marry where do i want to live what do i want to do what job all of this we have left islam out of all this now my question to myself and you is where where did we get this from because allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us very clearly i created you only for for my worship now that is the reason why and i say that is the reason it's not because of us today but allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows the future allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu udkhulu fi silmi kafatan wala tattabi'u khutuwati shaitan innahu lakum aduwwun mubin Allah said in Surah Al-Baqarah, "O oh, you who believe, the believers enter into Islam completely and perfectly and fully. And do not follow the footsteps of shaitan. Truly shaitan is your open enemy." Now a simple question to ask ourselves is Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala is addressing the believers. "O oh, you who believe, enter into Islam." What kind of a statement is that? If I am not 
in Islam, how am I a believer? Right? Who is a believer? Somebody who is in Islam, who is a Muslim. Then Allah is saying, Oh, you who believe, meaning you are Muslim, enter into Islam fully. What does it mean? It means that simply saying La ilaha illallah is not sufficient, obviously, right? I mean, this is the, this is the door. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, You are standing in the door. Go inside. Go completely inside this palace. Go completely inside this room. Don't just stand in the door. Bring the deen into every aspect of our life. That is where Rasulullah sallallahu comes into the picture where he came with this beautiful deen of ours, Islam, which has a complete game plan for all the things in our life. There is without exaggeration and I'm more than willing to put my, my neck where my mouth is. There is a plan in Islam for every single need of ours, whatever that might be. You name it and we can tell you what we are supposed to do. Right? And that is the reason why we are accountable for all those things. If you look at the questions that we will be asked on the day of judgment, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will ask us about these specific things. Not because he doesn't know, but that is the accountability. What did you do? What did you do with your time, meaning your life? What did you do with your youth? What did you do with your knowledge which Allah gave you? What did you do with the wealth that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave you? Where did you earn it from? Where did you spend it? All of these are questions that we will be asked. Right? So if we live our lives like this, which is that we, and that also may Allah protect us from ourselves, it's a very, very small number of Muslims who even do this, which is the personal acts of worship. The vast majority of Muslims don't even do that. They have just a name, Muslim. Some Arabic name, right? Abdul Rahman. That does not make you a Muslim. Right? Abdul Qadir. Is that, that's not a Muslim name. It, it doesn't make you a Muslim. My name is Mirza Yawar Beg. Right? This is a Mughal royal name descended from Persia. It has neither, it has neither Allah nor Islam nor Muhammad nor anything in it. It has the names of kings. So, the point is that Muslim is the one who practices Islam. And therefore, since we are Muslim, we must look for the Islamic solution, the Islamic ruling, the Islamic point in every aspect of our lives. Not simply in personal uh, matters of personal ibadat, personal worship. To do that, it is essential, like I said the other day, to redefine success as far as we see it. What is success? If I want to say my life is successful, what am I saying? That is, that is where, that's the, the bottom line is that, right? Everyone is aiming for something. What is that, what is it that we are aiming for? So what does success mean to you? Is it in, do you define your success in terms of money? Do you decide, do you define success in terms of uh, power and authority? Do you define success in terms of, say, for example, 
academic people, you know, how many books you write or something, or which uh, university you are the president of. W what is the definition? Because based on that definition, we will run our lives. Yes? And that's the reason why I said the other day, and I'm repeating, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us a definition. We, Allah has not left us. This is the beauty of this deen. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not leave us hanging or guessing for, about anything. Everything has been made clear. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us a definition. What is success? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, فَمَنْ زُحْزِيَ عَنِ النَّارِ وَأُدْخِلَ الْجَنَّةَ فَقَدْ فَاسِ the one who has been freed from the hellfire and entered into Jannah, into paradise, only that person is successful. Allah did not say the kings are successful, the queens are successful, you know, cardiac surgeons are successful, uh, university presidents are successful. No. The one, whoever it is, the one who has been freed from the hellfire and entered into Jannah. If that is a king, he is successful. If that is a street sweeper, he's also successful. But if you, if a person is a king or a queen, has everything that anybody can imagine in this world, all the power, authority, money, gold, silver, what not, and they do not have freedom from the fire, gone. That is the biggest failure story you can find. Yes? And so I remind myself when you, let us seriously think and redefine. Each one has to do, I mean, I can't do for you, you can't do for yourself. Each one of us has to do for ourselves. And say, what is my definition of success? To end, I want to tell you some little story which uh, two, three days ago somebody sent me about this lady. Her name was Taslima. And she was a teacher of the Quran in, in a school in Jakarta, in Indonesia. So that day it was some, I think, khatam of their, of their class or graduation or something. So the children were all reciting Quran and she was finally doing the last recitation. And she felt something. So she came to the ayat of Surah Al-Baqarah where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Wa ilahukum ilahum wahid. La ilaha illa rahmanur rahim She said this and died. Wa ilahukum ilahum wahid. La ilaha illa rahmanur rahim And that's uh, ayah, I think if I'm not mistaken, 163 of Surah Al-Baqarah. She said this and she died. Now I submit to you that this is a, an ordinary teacher in a school in Jakarta. But with Allah, what is her position? Yeah. What is the position with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Because believe me, these are things which are ni'mat from Allah. These are the blessings from Allah. Nobody can actually engineer this. Nobody can make this happen. Right? This is, if Allah gives you, you have it. If Allah doesn't give you, you don't have it. I can't make it happen. You can't make it happen. You can't say, you know, when I die, please do this for, no, no, no. From Allah. And that comes to those who have been true to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala throughout their lives. Ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalaluhu to keep us in a path, on the path where he is pleased with us and steadfast on that path. And to take us in a state like this, like he took this lady, 
میں رحمت رحمت اللہ علیہ تسلیمہ میں اللہ سبحانہ و تعالیٰ فیل القبر بد نور اینڈ گرانٹ جنت الفردوس العالیٰ بغیر حساب وی آسک اللہ سبحانہ و تعالیٰ ٹو ٹیک اس ان دیٹ اسٹیٹ ویئر وی آر ریسائٹنگ ہز بیوٹیفل کلام اینڈ گلوریفائنگ ہز گلوریس نیم وی آسک اللہ سبحانہ و تعالیٰ جل جلال ہو ٹو بی پلیز ود یو اینڈ آل آف اس اینڈ ٹو بی اینڈ نیور ٹو بی ڈسپلیز وہ صلی اللہ علیہ نبی کریم والی وہ صحیح